3: this is the Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the Look Ahead here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, winners of the 2021 World Series, beating the Astros in six games, thanks to a seven-nothing route. In Game 6 in Houston, the Braves were minus 220 prior to this game to win the series, yet a slight underdog in this game. And they, behind Max Fried and that bullpen, completely shut down. And it was really only Max Fried who went six innings and then Matzik and Smith who did the other three innings. But they shut down this Astros offense I thought the Astros' team total was the play, right? Getting them at over four and a half because they had averaged five and a half runs per game at home this postseason. And they most recently faced Max Fried and tagged him for six runs. So I thought Houston at home would put up a fight here and at least try and send this to a game seven. But they got nothing going offensively. And kudos to Max Fried, who pitched six shutout innings, allowed just four hits while striking out six batters. And that's it. The Braves, thanks to the long ball, Jorge Soler Homered again. Uh Swanson Homered, Freddie Freeman doubled, and Homered. And the Braves win the World Series. Seven to nothing was the final score. In game six. And Jorge Soler. With his three home run performance. In this world series. Wins the world series. Most valuable player. All three. Of his home runs. In this world series. Put the Braves in the lead. He's the sixth player. With three go ahead home runs. In a single world series. Series and he cashes in at plus 3,500. 35 to 1, Jorge Soler to win the MVP. And I'll be honest, I'm kicking myself because before the series, I wanted to take a long shot to win the MVP. And I looked at both Jock Peterson at plus 3,000 and Jorge Soler at plus 3,500. And I chose the wrong the wrong one. In hindsight, I wish I would have just played both of them. But I picked the wrong one. I put my money on Jock Peterson at plus 3,000. And Soler at plus 3,500 was your winner. The Braves winning the World Series after having a losing record at the All-Star break. They were 44 and 45 at the break. They join the 1964 Cardinals as the only teams to have a losing record at the All-Star break to then go on and win the World Series. And both the LCS MVP, Eddie Rosario, and the World Series MVP in Jorge Soler were mid-season acquisitions for the Atlanta Braves who had an incredible trade deadline. And those acquisitions helped them have a second-half surge and an incredible run in the postseason and now World Series champions. So congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. And as we put a bow or tie a bow on the 2021 Major League Baseball season, we can now look ahead to 2022. And no surprise that the Dodgers are your favorite to win the World Series in 2022. Your next favorite is the Houston Astros. Followed by your champion Atlanta Braves. Then the New York Yankees, Chicago White Sox, Tampa Bay Rays. Those are your top favorites to win the World Series. Your longest shots at 200 to one. The Orioles and the Diamondbacks are your longest shots to win the World Series. So, congratulations once again to the Atlanta Braves. Congratulations to you know, our very own Tim Murray on the nightcap, who had the Braves prior to the season at 14 to 1 to win the World Series. Congratulations to anybody holding a Jorge Soler MVP ticket at 35 to 1. And now we turn the page to 2022. The other big story in sports that occurred here on uh, Tuesday is the college football playoff rankings, the first edition that were released. And I put out on Twitter, and you can follow me, at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R, to not freak out. Don't overreact to the first college football playoff rankings because these rankings right now don't mean anything this will not be the final four that gets into the college football playoff and these rankings will change several times over the next few weeks but as you see there on your screen this is your college football playoff top four right now It is Georgia number one, Alabama number two, Michigan State three, Oregon four. Just on the outside looking in, Ohio State five, Cincinnati six, and then rounding out your top ten, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, Wake Forest nine, and Notre Dame ten. Again, don't freak out. Things will change. These rankings will change. I will tell you right now the exact scenarios of how this will all play out. Georgia's number one. It's very simple for the Georgia Bulldogs. They are in the college football playoff. Congratulations. The only thing that needs to be decided for the Georgia Bulldogs is, are they number one or are they number four? Be- uh, actually, you know, excuse me. It would be, yeah, I guess, number one or eh, I guess three or four. That would be. It all depends on how everybody else plays out and what happens with Alabama if Alabama continues to be number two and then Alabama wins and you're not going the bottom line is you're not going to have an Alabama Georgia rematch in the college football playoff semifinal so if Alabama was to defeat Georgia it would either have to be Alabama number 1 and Georgia at 3 or Alabama at 2 and Georgia at 4 because they would not put them in a position to have a rematch in the semifinal. The only way they would have a rematch is if it goes to the national championship game. But right now, Georgia has Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech on their schedule prior to the SEC championship game against Alabama. Georgia will not lose a regular season game until they get to the SEC's championship game. And then it's win, and you're the one seed. Lose, you're still in the college football playoff. It's just a matter of what seed you will be. So that's as simple as it is for any team. Georgia, you're in the college football playoff. Is there a chance? And there's always a chance, okay? And if we were setting odds on it, it would probably be, Plus 10,000, there is a chance that Georgia loses one of these games before playing against Alabama and then loses to Alabama. So, to, to the fact that if Georgia would have two losses, they would be out of the college football playoff. And I don't, maybe the odds are higher than plus 10,000 for Georgia to have two losses. So, let's just say, congratulations to the Bulldogs. They're getting it. The second uh, scenario here is for number two, Alabama. And number two, Alabama has really only one chance to get into the college football playoff to win all of their remaining games, including beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. If Alabama loses another game, And that includes losing to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Alabama will not be in the college football playoff. No two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. Are there scenarios where a two-loss Alabama could be the number four team? Don't see it happening. Because the committee is not going to have Alabama-Georgia rematch and you're not going to make Alabama, a two-loss Alabama, the number three team, it would have to be an absolute disaster, chaos scenario in order for a two-loss Alabama team to get into the college football playoff. I mean, we're talking about everybody losing. Cincinnati, Wake, Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame. Everyone's got to lose. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Everyone's got to lose for Alabama to have two losses and get in. So don't freak out about the college football playoff rankings just yet. I will continue to explain how everybody gets in coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, here on v the Sports Betting Network. the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zinn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Went over the scenarios for the College football playoff, the top two teams for Georgia and Alabama. And I'm going to lay it out here. Basically, in terms of not the order of the teams, but the teams that have control over their ticket to the college football playoff. Alabama and Georgia have control of their own tickets. If Georgia wins out, they're in. Even if Georgia loses to Alabama, they're still in. But if Georgia wins, they're in. If Alabama wins out, they're in. So they have control. Right now, the odds on Georgia getting into the college football playoff Minus 1,800. It might as well be higher because they're a lock. The Alabama odds, minus 160 to make the college football playoff. Which is very interesting. Because I'm telling you right now, a two-loss Alabama doesn't get in. And Alabama might be an underdog to Georgia in the SEC championship game. But... This is telling you that it's minus 160 for them to get into the playoff. Well, the only way they're going to get in is if they win out and beat Georgia. So maybe take the no at plus 140 for Alabama because that's basically betting them against Georgia or it's basically betting Georgia to win against Alabama at plus 140 odds, which is probably not going to be the case when the two teams play each other in Atlanta. Let's continue, shall we? Moving along and looking at the college football playoff rankings and the teams that have control over their tickets. Michigan State is number three. Michigan State has control over their ticket in. If Michigan State wins out and wins the Big Ten, they're in. Simple as that. And undefeated Michigan State Big Ten champ is in. End of discussion. Michigan State, the remainder of their schedule, they will play at Purdue, then home against Maryland, at Ohio State, home against Penn State, and then the Big Ten championship game against either Minnesota or Wisconsin, probably. Michigan State wins out. They're in. It's as simple as that. And that is, okay, so that, those are the first three teams that have control over their ticket. Michigan State's odds to make the college football playoff, plus 800. The no is minus 1,400. So not a lot of faith in the book for Michigan State to win out. But they are in control of their own path. That's what we're just laying out here. Which teams have control over their own path? Ohio State at number five has control over their own path. Hear me out. If Ohio State wins out and wins the Big Ten, a one-loss Big Ten champion in Ohio State with wins at the end of the season, Over Michigan State, Michigan, and the Big Ten championship game. That team is in the college football playoff. Forget about the Oregon argument right now. I'll be happy to lay that out for you. But right now, let me just tell you. That if Ohio State wins out, they are in the college football playoff. Ohio State's odds right now. To make the college football playoff, the yes is minus 165. The no is plus 145. Another team that is control in control of their own path is the Oklahoma Sooners, all the way at number eight. The Oklahoma Sooners are in charge of their own path. If they win out and go undefeated and win the Big 12, they are in the college football playoff. You are not going to... Leave out an undefeated Oklahoma team that wins the Big 12. The odds for Oklahoma right now to make the college football playoff is yes, minus 150, no, plus 130. Those right there are the only teams that are in control of their tickets to the college football playoff as long as they win the rest of their games. Everybody else, and I'll get into that, but everybody else needs help because if Georgia wins out, that includes a win over Alabama, so Alabama's going to get knocked out, so that's the help that is going to happen for somebody else to get in. But if Georgia wins out, they're in. If Alabama wins out, they're in. If Ohio. If Michigan State wins out, they're in. If Ohio State wins out, they're in. If Oklahoma wins out, they're in. And yes, that's five teams, but all four scenarios can't happen because there has to be a loser in Alabama and uh, Georgia. So one of those teams will not win out. And that's one of the scenarios that we can talk about that it requires help for everybody. Okay? Let's get to the teams that need help. And we'll start with the undefeated teams. Undefeated Cincinnati is number six. If Cincinnati goes undefeated, they're not guaranteed a spot in the college football playoff. Right now, Cincinnati's odds to get in, the yes is plus 175. The no is minus 210. I don't care where they're ranked in the AP poll. All that matters is what the committee is telling us right now. And what the committee is telling us is something that I've believed in all along. That Cincinnati's schedule is just not good enough to be considered a team worthy of playing in the college football playoff. Their win over Notre Dame on the road is huge. That's the only game that you can look to to suggest that they're worthy of playing in this Final Four. They have one game on their schedule, whereas every other team that is in consideration has multiple games on their schedule that's under consideration. The fact that Cincinnati, and it's not going to be like this for long because they're going to wind up in the Big 12 and things are going to change, but right now they're in the American Athletic Conference and there's no marquee opponent in the American Athletic Conference with all due respect to Houston and and, and SMU. The only win on their schedule, and, and Indiana stinks, so you can't even consider the Indiana game, and that's a shame because... If Indiana had the same type of season that they had last year, that win for Cincinnati, that's two wins for them now that are under consideration, and that helps them. Right now, they only have one win under consideration, and that's the Notre Dame game. Okay, Notre Dame, for argument's sake, actually uh, is is in the same boat, because Notre Dame has no good wins, and they have the loss. But everyone else that Notre Dame has played, they don't have any. They have Power Five wins, like over USC and Wisconsin and Nate and uh, and Stanford and all these other teams. But none of these teams are really that great, except Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins the Big Ten West, for Wake Forest, I hate to say the same thing for them, but there's not going to be a single win on Wake Forest's schedule that's going to stand out to the committee because Clemson is not the same team. So if Clemson were to win out, they could be on the outside looking in. You look at Michigan. They're clearly not in control because even with a win over Ohio State, they still need Michigan State to lose. So they need help to get in. But if Michigan runs the table and beats Ohio State and gets into the Big Ten championship game and wins it, one lost Michigan Big Ten champ, probably in the college football playoff. I'm Scott Zadenberg. We'll talk to our very own Dave Ross coming up next here on The Look Ahead on v the sports betting network. VCN, the Sports Betting Network. The B Midseason Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything BCN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vCIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead on vcin, the sports betting network. Joined now by our very own Dave Ross, host of Betting Across America, noon on Saturdays, the Green Zone, 1 o'clock Eastern Time on Sundays, as well as First Strike, our combat sports show here at vcin. Dave, I always appreciate talking uh, sports with you here, and let's start with the college football playoff. The first rankings were released. Anything surprise you by what the committee did here on this Tuesday? Okay, we'll get uh, we'll get Dave up in uh, just a second here, and uh, we'll get Dave up and ask him his thoughts on the college football playoff committee. And I'll just continue to go over what I've been saying about the teams that are in control of their own paths. Uh, I only think that there's a handful of them, which is Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Those are the only teams that are in control of their own paths. Everyone else is going to need help. Cincinnati will need help. Wake Forest will need help. Oregon will need help as well. We've got Dave Ross now, our very own host of, like I said, Betting Across America and the Green Zone, as well as First Strike. Dave, anything surprise you about the first college football playoff rankings that were released on Tuesday?
1: A
4: little bit, Scott. Here's the way I look at this thing. You've been right on this every single week when we've had you on Betting Across America. I thought Cincinnati would be in the top four. But what it says to me is pretty much what it said to you for the last couple weeks is that, their resume just isn't good enough. And the committee recognizes that right away. And so while I get it, I feel for them. They beat Indiana. They beat Notre Dame. That's just not a good enough schedule to say that you're one of the top four teams in college football. So I I was trying to figure out a, a, a pathway for Cincinnati to get there. And when I look at what happened today, I don't really think there is one. Like, I, I just don't see a scenario where – Alabama loses twice. Georgia loses twice. Oklahoma loses in the Big 12. Like, Scott, now I see what you are seeing for the last couple weeks here where that there really is not a pathway for Cincinnati to get to to the college football playoff. I just don't see it as a plausible scenario.
3: Well, I'm so glad I can bring you over to the dark side now, Dave. Uh, but it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to require chaos. And I think that there are a lot yeah. of, there's obviously a lot of chaos scenarios that could happen, but I laid it out this way. There are five teams that are in control of their ticket into the playoff. It's Georgia, right. Alabama, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Those five teams are in control. As long as they win out, they're in the college football playoff. Now, I know you're saying there's, Five scenario, five teams in only four spots. Well, obviously that means that one Georgia or Alabama did not win out. So I'm just saying that those right. five teams should they win out, they're Michigan in.
4: State, and or Michigan State and Ohio State, right? They can Oh, Michigan State, yes. Michigan State, out, and Ohio Ohio State. State, Ohio State, yeah. right. Yep. Right, exactly. So I'm right there with you. And again, and I know the Cincinnati backers are going to say, "Well, what else do you want them to do?" I, I think it's what we say every year, Scott. You have to schedule better out of conference or get in a better conference. I mean, we're living in a day and age now where everybody's leaving yesterday, today, tomorrow to a new conference. So Cincinnati, if you can't win a national championship in the current conference that you're in, move. Everybody else is doing it. Yep. There's really no excuses anymore to say, "Look, our conference just isn't good enough." Well, then go to a new conference.
3: Yeah, and they will. When, you know, when they get into the Big Twelve, there'll be no more excuses for them. They'll get their schedule will be good enough and. We'll see That's how they right. we'll see how they survive in a power five. Uh, the biggest argument Dave is the Oregon situation with Ohio State. The committee has Oregon right. at four and Ohio State at five. Now I've gone on record and I've said it on your show as well. I could care less what the committee says right now because the bottom line is if Ohio State wins out and Oregon wins out, Ohio State gets in over Oregon. and my reasoning mm-hmm. is that Ohio State will have multiple games on their resume that the committee can look at wins over Penn state wins over Michigan state wins over Michigan and a win over either Minnesota or Wisconsin. Whereas Oregon, much like Cincinnati just has one.
4: Well, here's where you and I might differ a little bit in this equation.
3: Cause you like the I Pac-12. Oregon...
4: <laughs> well, no, no, no. I like Oregon better than Cincinnati when we're looking at the resume test, right? Okay, you get the win at South Bend against Notre Dame. I was at the Notre Dame Notre Dame USC game a week and a half ago. I'm not impressed by Notre Dame. So that win, while it's good, is not great. Oregon going to the shoe and winning in the fashion they did against Ohio State is a great and I stress great win out of conference on the road, right? Who else schedules that? When Oregon takes that that leap up and says, We'll go to Columbus and beat you at your home, that does resonate with me. But don't you therefore they get it Don't you think they're in the Cincinnati equation. Yeah, don't you think they're over the Cincinnati equation.
3: Don't you think though that Oregon is almost a victim of their own success here? Because the more that they win, the better the loss for Ohio State looks yeah. as opposed to the loss that Oregon has against a bad Stanford team.
4: And that's fair, Scott. And what I would say there is then we shouldn't measure Oregon with the other three in the conversation for the college football playoff, right? So like if Oregon and Ohio State almost neutralize each other, if Ohio State wins out to your point with the other big 10 wins that they're going to have, whether it's Wisconsin in the big 10 championship, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Penn State in the regular season, those are really good wins. So if Oregon wins the rest of the Pac-12 and wins the Pac-12 title and they've beaten Ohio State out of conference, it's really hard for me to leave them out of the, of the top four. So then we have to look at the other losses. Alabama against Texas A&M. Those, those are the type of conversations we have to have because I'm almost with you. It's almost like the Ohio State Oregon conversation gets negated by the quality of Ohio State's win, and we have to still recognize Oregon's win on the road at the shoe.
3: hmm Yeah, it's crazy. Like, or, like Ohio State right now is the best loss in the country. <laughs> right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> they have the best loss, and you know, if you want to look it's, further it's into different. that, you want to look further into that right. game. Denver's they actually out yarded that. That's
4: right. In that game. But like the Stanford loss will look worse in the eyes of the committee where they go Ohio State only lost to Oregon, who we have Slater right now as number four. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. It's a way that Ohio State wins that argument, but it really is a disservice to Oregon playing a schedule out of conference on the road.
3: Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, you know, if Notre Dame blows out Stanford, what does that say then about? Oregon losing to Stanford because now you're talking about a team that's behind them in the rankings that wallops right. the team that you lost to if you want to start you know going how, head-to-head stuff here you know
4: right you know how this works right they're gonna go well when did you play them yeah. <laughs> the right all that stuff all those factors play. <laughs> I mean to me if I'm an Oregon backer I just go dude we went to Ohio State at the beginning of the year we we're both undefeated and we, whoop, well, we beat them in their own house, and you're going to keep us out? And we lost one game in conference the rest of the year? That's a tough pill to swallow if you're a Pac-12 or an Oregon Duck backer. But I get it. That That's the way the conversation will, will, will manifest itself as the season goes on. But I don't want to discredit Oregon. For that great win on the road early in the season.
3: You know, it's all a moot point anyway because everything's going to play itself out, and every single year we argue right. about the college football playoff, and yet every single year it seems like we're trying to find the fourth team. You oh,
4: know? <laughs> God, I'm, I'm, so there, I'm so there with you. Every time I hear people say, well, this is why you have to expand it, I go, no. Have we ever had in the, in the manifestation of the college football playoff a champion that we went, that's not the best team? It's never happened. Yeah. We've gotten the best team with the current system. We don't need to expand. We don't have to go to eight. We certainly don't have to go to 16. The system works. You and I can have these conversations now, and to your point, they'll all be played through within the next four weeks.
3: Yeah. Can't wait till Purdue meets, beats Michigan State this Saturday, and then we'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll ignore it. It's them. all over. Exactly. Uh, Dave, appreciate the conversation, and I look forward to catching up with you on Saturday. Every time, brother. Always enjoy it. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> there he is, Dave Ross. He's the host of Betting Across America, noon Eastern time on Saturdays, the Green Zone, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sundays, and, of course, uh, First Strike, which is our combat sports show, UFC, boxing, et cetera, here on v I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, we'll get into a little NFL and talk about the trade deadline that was kind of a bore on Tuesday. This is the look ahead on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Zannenberg back here with you. The look ahead on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. The NFL trade deadline came and went on Tuesday. And, well, no big moves. We did not have a Deshaun Watson trade to the Miami Dolphins. So that was. Kind of boring. Uh, We did not have really any key players on the move. We had one yesterday with Von Miller going to the Rams. Huge move there. But as far as the deadline, eh, nothing really happening. The biggest name, of course, was Deshaun Watson, who did not get traded. Uh, The Jets got you know, uh, an offensive lineman from the Chiefs. Um, the Packers cut Jalen Smith after they signed him, but really no one was traded. Deshaun Watson wasn't traded. Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't traded. And uh, the biggest news of a player movement was Henry Ruggs getting released by the Raiders after he was involved in a fatal car crash uh, in which he was driving under the influence. So, that was the biggest news of anything that went down here as far as player movement on Tuesday. So, no uh, players besides the Von Miller move that occurred on Monday. The trade deadline was kind of a bore. So, let's see where we stand right now on our NFL odds for Week 9, which will begin on Thursday night with the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. Uh, That line is still at 10.5. It opened up at 14.5. Went to ten and a half, still at ten and a half. Miami has now moved down from seven to six and a half point favorites over Houston. Uh, As far as, let's see if we can get an update here. Haven't heard anything on Tyrod Taylor, who is still day-to-day. There has not been a decision yet on his return, and... This is a big scenario because if Tyrod Taylor plays at quarterback, then I like Houston in this matchup. So he is still on IR. Head coach David Coley says that he's day-to-day and he's questionable against Miami. Um, But if they decide to activate him and he plays – I like Houston in this matchup but right now. Doubt, so we still consider Miami, Dallas, and Denver. Uh, this one opened up at seven and a half. It had gone up to nine and a half. It's I see a ten on the board here at Circa, but it's at nine and a half. Dallas over Denver. Baltimore opened up at six over Minnesota. It's at five and a half or six. There are some sixes still, but mostly five and a Uh, New England opened up as 2.5-point favorites over Carolina. They are now 4-point favorites over Carolina. The Buffalo Bills opened up as 10.5 over Jacksonville. They're up to 14.5 now over the Jaguars. Cincinnati opened up at 3 over the Cleveland Browns. They are at 2.5 now over the Browns. The Vegas Raiders opened up at 2.5 over the Giants. They have stayed at 2.5. There are some 3s on the board. The New Orleans Saints opened up at five and a half over Atlanta. They are six-point favorites over Atlanta. The Chargers opened up at three over the Philadelphia Eagles and are now down to a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Chargers, one-and-a-half over Philly. Uh, Green Bay and KC. This is one that I talked about after uh, Monday Night Football that I was just baffled by. KC opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorites. This game is now a pick em. It's a pick em spread now. Across the board, Green Bay and Kansas City. San Francisco and Arizona. Arizona opened up as a three-point favorite over San Francisco. That game is a pick em. You have the Rams, who were four-point favorites over Tennessee, but obviously the Derrick Henry news just crushing, devastating for the Titans. And the Rams, adding Von Miller, who could play this weekend, they are 7.5-point favorites over the Titans. Pittsburgh opened up as a 5-point favorite over Chicago. They are 6.5-point favorites over the Bears right now. So that's the latest with the uh, spreads in the NFL, the movement of the spreads in the NFL. Uh, other injury news, if you will, around the league as we get an update here of what's going on. Uh, Quinton Nelson still not practicing for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he is questionable to play on Thursday night against the Jets. Uh, big, obviously, uh, piece of their puzzle. Big piece of their offensive line. He's been injured pretty much all season. Um, Jack Conklin, the tackle for the Browns, who has been out. And then came back. He is now going to be out once again. And he's going to miss multiple weeks with a dislocated elbow. He suffered it in their loss against the Steelers. Um, Conklin currently rated on Pro Football Focus as the 17th best run blocking offensive lineman in the NFL. And we saw how poorly that team did when he was out. And uh, he's going to be out now for some time. So. That's your latest update on the NFL injury wire here. Broncos tight end Noah Fant has been placed on the reserve COVID list. And uh, if he's vaccinated, this is the situation this year. We know that if he's vaccinated, he can come back. If he has two negative tests, 24 hours apart. And uh, if he's unvaccinated, then he's subject to a longer quarantine period. So that's uh, the Broncos who are heavy underdogs this week. uh, Could be without Their tight end, Noah Fant, if he does not make it through the COVID protocols. Taking a look at where we are right now of our futures in the NFL, in terms of the most valuable player award, Josh Allen is your favorite at plus 250. And it's no longer Kyler Murray as your second favorite, it's Matthew Stafford along with Tom Brady as your second favorites to be the MVP. Followed by Kyler Murray, who's right there with them at plus 600. Dak Prescott is plus 650. And then Aaron Rodgers at plus 800. Offensive player of the year is off the board. That was an award that Derrick Henry was the favorite to win. But now without Derrick Henry, not sure who's going to win that award for Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase is your favorite. He's at minus 140. And Mac Jones is plus 300 as your second favorite. Najee Harris has entered the chat. He is at plus 1,000. So 10 to 1 odds there for your Offensive Rookie of the Year. For Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons is is your overwhelming favorite at plus 125. Jason Noah is at plus 750. Aziz Ojolari is having a pretty good season. He's at plus 1,000. Miles Garrett, still your leader for Defensive Player of the Year at plus 300. TJ Watt next at plus 400. Trayvon Diggs plus 500. What a season that Trayvon Diggs has had. Dak Prescott, your overwhelming favorite. For comeback player of the year, minus 500, Joe Burrow is next at plus 550. And your coach of the year, it is Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Mike McCarthy, plus 600, your favorite right now to win the coach of the year, followed by Brandon Staley of the Chargers at plus plus. 700 Cliff Kingsbury and then Sean McVay. I, you know, I kind of like Sean McVay right now at plus 900 uh, because I do think the Rams will just keep on winning. Uh but you can't argue with Mike McCarthy and what he's done. And how about Matt LaFleur all the way down the list at plus 2000, 20 to 1 odds for Matt LaFleur, which is kind of uh, intriguing. Sean Payton at plus 1200. We'll see. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, If they start winning these games without uh, Jameis Winston, and whatever they decide to do at their starting quarterback position, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Saints move forward without their quarterback, Jameis Winston. I'm Scott Sidemurk. You can hit me up on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up. Here at VSIN at VSIN Live. Make sure you head to vsin.com to find out all the new and exciting ways that you can watch and listen to us here on VSIN. Coming up next, we're going to get into the NBA. I got stung really, really, really badly on Tuesday night. But hey, that's what the NBA has been so far this early point of the season. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: There's plenty to celebrate in March and exciting